the FT. Welcome to World Weekly with me, Gideon Rachman. This week, we devote the programme to a discussion of the American presidential election. The first actual voting has taken place, and Mitt Romney confirmed his status as the front-runner for the Republican nomination by winning the Iowa caucus. But he beat his nearest rival, former Senator Rick Santorum, by just eight votes and still faces a long road to the White House, as he made clear in the aftermath of the vote. I want to make sure that this is not just a a one-state send-off, but instead we're able to get the delegates we need to get the nomination. So it's a long road ahead. Uh, I'm hoping to do well, but uh, but it felt very, very good last night when the final numbers came in. Joining me on the line from Washington to discuss the state of the race to the White House are Ed Luce, the FT's chief commentator on American affairs, and Anna Fifield, our White House correspondent. Ed, was Iowa good or bad news for Romney in your view? I think it was definitely good news in the sense that he hadn't really contested or at least appeared to contest Iowa this time round, having spent $10 million in 2008, massively outspent all his rivals. He was humiliated um, in uh, Mike Huckabee's victory, and he didn't want to repeat that humiliation. So to win, even by eight votes, was definitely good news for Romney. Uh, However, um, the fact that somebody uh, as obscure as sectarian, as Christian conservative, um, as Rick Santorum, who'd been nowhere in the polls um, a week before, could so suddenly um, rise to basically uh, produce a statistical dead heat with Mitt Romney does signal, um, I think, the shape of the battles that he he has to face in the next few weeks, and particularly uh, in South Carolina, where there's a very strong Christian conservative Um, base in the Republican Party there, and which has a history, a notorious history um, of of fighting dirty campaigns. So I think Romney is probably slightly more likely to be the nominee after Iowa than he was before. He was already the likely nominee before. Um, But that doesn't mean to say this isn't going to be a very nasty campaign over the next few weeks. Is Santorum, in your view, a serious contender for the Republican nomination? And if he can't snatch it from Romney... Who are the other people who still might figure, Rick Perry or or Newt Gingrich? Um, Really nobody. I mean, I don't possess a hat, but I would eat it if Rick Santorum became the nominee. It's just very, very hard to imagine. He hasn't been given a a close working over, a a vetting, as they call it here in the media. And once he does get that vetting, I think some of his, um, uh, not only his uh, cultural conservative positions, but also some of his history in the Senate. He was a two-term senator from Pennsylvania. His very close relationship to K Street, as the lobbying world is, is known here, and to the K Street project w- was, was, was something that um, defined his career in the Senate and hasn't really been given an airing in this campaign. Once it is, I expect he'll get knocked back in the same way Gingrich was when his um, uh, lobby-like activities were exposed over the last few weeks in, in the Iowa campaign. Other candidates, well, Ron Paul will maintain um, a good fifth of the vote in the northern states. But once you move further south, the Republican Party gets much more social conservative and much less libertarian. So his his sort of last stand, if you like, is probably next next Tuesday in New Hampshire, which is a strongly libertarian state. And that leaves Gingrich and Perry Um, both of whom I think are severely damaged goods and whose 
only role in the campaign now is going to be to attempt to damage Romney more. Gingrich in particular wants to take revenge. So I don't I don't see any viable alternative to Romney. And it's pretty late in the game for another candidate. It's probably too late in the game for another candidate to get into the race. There are plenty on the sidelines, you could imagine, like Jeb Bush, even Bobby Jindal, Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey. But it's pretty late for any of them to get in. So, Anna, what do what's the White House and the people around President Obama make of this? It sounds like, although Romney, in a way, is a difficult candidate for them because he's regarded as relatively centrist, in some ways it's, it sounds like good news for them because he clearly doesn't command the passion of his own party behind him. And from what Ed's saying, he's also going to have to endure a lot of negative campaigning, even by his own his own party over the next few months. So is the White House feeling reasonably confident? Well, I, th- I think you put the nail on the head there. On one hand, the White House is uh, is concerned that Romney looks like he will be the nominee because, like you say, he's centrist, he's relatively moderate, he can appeal to the to the centre and to the independents whose votes are crucial in this. So right from you know from months ago, they have been targeting Romney and Romney alone uh, and trying to you know, character assassinate him, and that ha- that hasn't changed. It's been interesting this week that David Axelrod, who is a key aide to Mr. Obama and one of his campaign managers, has started calling Mr. Romney the 25% man. Kind of a he um, was before they were talking about he's part of the 1%. Now he's a 25% man because he just can't get his uh, poll numbers or his uh, votes above. 25%. So that's become the latest light for him. So they're very much looking at him as their target, as the biggest contender uh, for Mr. Obama. But at the same time, like you say, they have been um, heartened by the fact that he just can't increase his popularity, that 75% of the electorate has a problem with with Mr. Romney. So that that's good news for them. Also, the fact that the campaign has become quite ugly and there's been a lot of advertising, a lot of attack ads coming out is good news for them. They're hoping that Mr. Romney will have to spend a lot of his money uh, during the primary process rather than during the general election campaign. But again, having said that, uh, Mr. Romney is not short of money, so he has his very deep pockets. He's a good fundraiser. He can raise some more down the line. So it sounds like they feel in the White House that there's plenty of negative stuff they can attack Romney for. Uh, but presumably, Obama also has to, to some extent, run on his record. And he's he's been president in a very difficult period. His signature achievements like health care reform are highly controversial. So what are the positive themes, if any, that, that Obama's going to try and accentuate? He's trying to portray himself as a can-do president, against a a do-nothing Congress. And his whole strategy now is to try to act unilaterally on his own, do as much as he can to show that he is trying to tackle the economic problems, which he admits uh, are still very severe, that he hasn't made anywhere near as much progress as he had promised on the economy. So we've seen a whole slew of executive orders coming out of the White House as he's tried to take action to help businesses, create jobs, help veterans, various initiatives. All of these are marginal. None of these are going to be big bang stimulus type plans that will help create jobs. But the president is showing himself to uh, not to be sitting there waiting for others to act. He's showing himself to be out there trying to create jobs while people on Capitol Hill are um, uh, you know, embroiled in political infighting and, and refusing to act. So I think we will see more of this kind of strategy over the next few months. Uh, and he will yeah, try to show a difference between 
Mr. Obama, who's trying to show himself as in touch with regular people and understanding the economic pain that people feel out there. Uh, and all of this feeds into the view that Mr. Romney is out of touch, that he's this um, you know, perfectly quaffed former private equity guy who doesn't understand the pain that normal Americans are enduring. Ed, uh, one of the most irritating cliches in American politics is it's the economy, stupid. But I suppose it, it is a cliche because it's, it's accurate. Do you think that this election will, when we get to the general election, Obama versus probably Romney, will come down to the state of the economy? And if so, is that bad news for Obama? Because there is this famous statistic that no president since Roosevelt has been elected with the unemployment rate above 7%. Above 7.2%, which was, uh, yes, it was Ronald, Ronald Reagan in um, 1984. But, of course, uh, in the lead-up to his 1984 re-election, people were saying no president's been re-elected with unemployment above 6%. So uh, new records can easily be made. Um, and I think the answer to that question boils down to two things. Um, one is, um, you know, whether growth can pick up to the 2.5, maybe even 3% that some of the more optimistic economic forecasters um, are anticipating. And that could bring unemployment down to roughly 8%, possibly even below 8% by November. If you start to see that in the first quarter, um, and if the momentum, the trajectory is clearly for downward unemployment, then a president can, can, can get credit for, for the direction in which his he's taking his country, even if even if the number is is, is still above eight percent. So that's that's one factor. The other is how well Romney, assuming it's Romney, and Obama managed to define each other. And as Anna said, um, the the Obama administration, or at least its allies um, uh, and the allies to it, his re-election campaign, are, have already been trying to brand and define Romney as Mr. One Percent. Um, and now as Mr. 25%, a man who can't even be loved by his own party. Um, and Romney has yet to really um, start um, doing advertising against Obama. That would be a waste of money at this stage in the primary. But when he does speak about Obama, um, it's, it's very much in Tea Party terms. It's very much in fairly apocalyptic terms of Obama as a failed socialist president. Um, who's taking um, America in a, a European direction, a man who apologizes for America and is essentially un-American. He's, he's, he's straight into that kind of language quite a lot on the primary um, trail. Um, I suspect he'll have to row back in a general election, whereas Obama won't. Obama will stick to the 1% branding, the plutocrat who's out of touch, who can't even get above a quarter of the vote in the Midwest, and and that will be the other factor that will determine the election. Okay. It's it's the economy and how well they brand each other. Just, uh, I mean, you, you talked about the kind of strategy that Romney will have to pursue. Do you have a sense, I mean, if he were to become president, of what kind of a president we'd be looking at? Well, that's a very good question, because I think that's probably the second most likely scenario. The most likely scenario, I think, is Obama gets re-elected, but Kavanaugh Hill goes Republican, completely Republican. The second most likely is Romney gets elected, and also with a Republican Capitol Hill. So it boils down to what Romney's relationship would be with his own party. And I think uh, the proof of the pudding would be if he won the White House, he would have leverage over the Tea Party. Um, he would have credibility with the Tea Party. He wouldn't necessarily be a creature of the Republican Party or a pet of the Republican Party, as some on the right um, uh, claim, claim to, to, to expect 
of Romney. I think he would have his own um, independent leverage over the situation, and it could be a very interesting relationship with with um, Capitol Hill. Obama um, being re-elected, I think, is more of the same. Of the last two years, the last 18 months, we've seen gridlock. It would be very hard to believe um, that the Republican um, Party would be in a mood to cooperate with Obama, having seen a moderate Republican, namely Mitt Romney, lose to him. I think that would simply reinforce their belief that they'd strayed too far from the conservative path. Anna, so you could have a much more construct constructive relationship if it's a Romney presidency. Anna, let's say uh, we have what Ed regards as the most likely scenario, which is Obama wins but is working with a Republican Congress. Do you uh, also see it as more of the same, or is there a possibility, do you think, that Obama, once re-elected, without the possibility of, of running for a third term, obviously, uh, and with a renewed mandate and the experience of, of uh, having to rethink his positions because of he's just run for election, would be a different kind of Obama, the kind of Obama that perhaps his followers originally dreamed of? Well, I would hesitate to um, to say that it would be more of the same, simply because ahead of the midterm elections in 2010, we were all writing off Obama, saying he'd already would, was going to become a lame duck when the House went Republican. And in fact, that that change encouraged much more compromise. And the three months between the midterms and the um, House moving to the Republican majority were his most productive legislatively of his presidency so far. It did really focus people's minds and encourage people to work together. So maybe there would be some hope that we could see um, an end to some of this gridlock if, if that scenario did play out. Now, so Obama, when, when he started uh, mm -hmm. you know, all those years ago, it was only four years ago, but it feels like a long time ago, was very much a candidate who stressed bipartisanship, uh, you know, no red and blue America, just one America and all of that. Now he's running for re-election he seems to be using more what the Republicans would would call class war rhetoric, talking about the 99% and the 1%. Does that suggest to you that he would uh, adopt different kinds of policies in a second term if he, if he got his way? Or is it pure electioneering? Uh, I think it's probably both. I think that this is a winning strategy for him. This is getting back to the candidate Obama rather than President Obama. It's a message that really resonates, and the White House has tried to capitalize on the Occupy Wall Street movement, uh, even though some of the anger is directed against them. So I, th I think we could see that uh, playing out more, yes. Okay, and Ed, uh, a final thought. As I gather you're preparing to go down to South Carolina. What do you expect to see, not in a year's time, but in the coming weeks in the race? Well, I think the fact that Rick Perry, the governor of Texas, didn't drop out, he did. He wavered on that subject and then yesterday tweeted um, that he was heading to South Carolina means that it's good news for Romney. Um, it means the social conservative field is going to be more fragmented than, um, than if he had pulled out. It means Santorum's going to have to work not just to undermine Romney, but to get votes from other social conservatives um, like Perry and Gingrich. Um, but I, as I said earlier, I do think it's going to be a nasty leg of the race, possibly the nastiest. Um, and Romney, you know, Mormons, you know, we haven't mentioned the Mormon factor, but the Mormon factor is very big in South Carolina. So I'd expect some scurrilous uh, and negative campaigning, but Romney to emerge as the nominee, possibly, um, possibly as early as in Florida, which is at the end of this month and the fourth primary to be held. This might be over before Super Tuesday.
Well, Ed, it sounds unedifying, but also strangely entertaining. So enjoy the uh, trip down to South Carolina. Ed Luce in Washington and Anna Fifield, thank you both very much. From me, Gideon Rachman, it's goodbye for this week. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.